I just love sharing the literary love. I, I absolutely adore being able to share books that I've enjoyed with people and when I get messages from people saying they've picked a book up on my recommendation and they've loved it or they you know they're buying a book because of my post it feels so good mm. it's just it's it's why I do it Welcome to episode 112 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that helps you become a top communicator by sharing stories from people who are influential in their field. I'm Amelia Ville, Director at Narrative Marketing and firm believer in the superpower of storytelling. Sharing your passion with others is confronting, especially in the age where there are so many competing voices on the internet. With a plethora of communication channels at our fingertips, it is difficult to know where to start your journey in order to be heard. Jade Lee Wright is a book lover who's turned her love of literature into a multi-platform blog. Since 2010, Jade's blog has blossomed through using Instagram, YouTube and now podcasting. Books have had a deep and influential impact on Jade's life, helping her through some tough times, and she feels it's important to share these stories. In today's episode of Be The Drop, Jade explains her history with writing and content creation. She describes why Instagram was her first platform of choice and also discusses how the different platforms have worked for her, plus how to engage meaningfully across different mediums. This is Jade's version of Be The Drop. Do you want more communication insights? Then jump onto Facebook and join me and my community of brand storytelling superheroes. It's absolutely free to join and we share a range of helpful storytelling resources. So if this sounds like your kind of group, head over to Facebook and join the brand storytelling superheroes. Well, Jade, thank you so much for joining me here in Brisbane for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you. It's nice to be here. You've got your item of significance here. Yes, I do. Um, it is my phone. Okay. <laughs> because it, uh, it never leaves my side. It does everything I need it to do. My like little businesses and stuff, it all runs off my phone and it has a cool wine phone cover on the back. Well, that's important. Which I love. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me then a little bit more about these businesses, what they are and who your community is around them. So I first initially, I started a Instagram page called boho underscore bookworm where I just reviewed books. Then I, you know, I reached out to publishers and some reached out to me. And so it kind of grew and it's gone really well so far. And then from there, I've branched out into uh, YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called boho bookworm. And also I've just recently started a uh, bookish podcast where we you know we also review books I have a co-host and we uh, interview authors and it's great fun so obviously with all that technical stuff the phone is my um, significant item (laughs) yes it's incredible what we can do through our phone exactly well there's quite a few things there that I want to ask you a bit more about Mm -hmm. let's start with the Instagram page boho (laughs) bookworm yes Uh, why was it you wanted to start that and why was it Instagram that you chose as your platform to start your um, communication channel 
everyone will probably laugh at me when I say this because I have been extremely skeptical about every kind of social media thing. When Facebook first became a thing, I was like, what is this? And I was late to the party there and now I'm addicted. Um, and the same with Instagram. Um, eventually I went to London and a few of my friends were like, oh, you need to set up an Instagram account. And at first Boho Bookworm was just literally photos of my life and my travels. And then I don't know when it solely became about books, but you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with books. And there was a, a moment in my life where uh, books really like saved my life. So it just kind of slowly formed itself and I just kind of followed along. <laughs> it is always a journey, isn't it? And then, yeah. so from there you mentioned you've grown into a YouTube channel as yes. well. Yeah. What was it that made you decide to cross over into that medium as well because I, I review books I like to research them and see what other people have to say and I I think I randomly like was trying to find maybe something about from Stephen King or something and a link from some other booktuber um, on YouTube her video popped up and I watched it and I was like oh wow this is really cool and I was just really inspired to do to do my own one too because I I do love the camera so because <laughs> Instagram my Instagram has a theme of it just being my leg and a coffee and a book so YouTube but you know I get to dress up a bit and have some fun and I like it yeah fantastic and then more recently you've added podcasting which is yes. something I'm very passionate about so you know how did you get into the world of podcasts I have to say a big shout out to my partner Mark. Uh, I didn't know anything about podcasts. Again, I was very skeptical about them. I was like, oh, what's a podcast? I don't want to listen to this. Uh, and then I went to visit him before we became an item in Canada. And we, we hired this big camper van and we traveled through Canada. And he introduced me to Case File the podcast, yes. uh, the true crime um, Australian podcast. And I just became obsessed with podcasts, true crime. I then started listening to My Favourite Murder, Wine and Crime, uh, Books in the Freezer, all these different <laughs> podcasts. And then I was like, I want one too. So then on Instagram, because that's where I've got my, my biggest following, I was like, I need a co-host who wants to who wants to come and join me. And uh, my current co-host, or the only co-host I've got and ever want, called Kiara, she, she was just so excited and didn't stop contacting me whereas everyone else was like yeah yeah I'd love to but she was like oh my god yes please so that's where that all came yeah. about fantastic so it really has been a journey then of yes. growing of sharing your story and really trialing different platforms yeah I mean like I said it, it feels like this was always going to happen and I'm just kind of following along with it it's just growing itself like it's crazy yeah, I it's it. interesting. I'm sure there's a lot of work involved in that, though. Yeah, so my partner thinks that I spend too much time on my phone, which is my, why it's one of my uh, significant items. But I don't think that it's work because it's so fun to me. So I don't even realize I'm doing it. You know, like it's all marketing for me whenever I like go and I communicate with other people and try and get my name out there. But I love it so much and it's so much fun that I don't think of it as work. Mm, yeah, so it's a real passion for you. Yeah. Now, I've asked you if you could you know, share a, so a story with us that's okay. something significant, um, you know, and unique to you. I'm wondering if you can share th that story with us and what you learned from it. I mentioned earlier how books saved my life. Yes. Uh, I uh, lost my fiance a few years ago and uh, I went through a very, very bad patch, um, just became in a, a very dark, horrible place. And uh, I kind of lent on books and escaped into books to 
feel better and to just escape my own world and stuff and get lost in someone else's and that's when I sort of branched out into the YouTube community and the bookstagram community and it you know the, the everyone there in the in that community was so welcoming and just like they were so supportive of me and, and they really picked me up out of my bad my bad time yeah. so and so for you you know what was it that you learned from that like what lesson will you take away that nothing beats community especially the bookish community <laughs> <laughs> fantastic yes and this is a new one i'm just trialing this around i've been yeah of course i constantly want to evolve the format and questions of the podcast so yeah. this is one that i you know thought would be a good one to share if you could do something different what would it be so I see all the time on Instagram and YouTube and stuff, people a lot younger than me that are already doing this kind of stuff and growing. And I wish that I had done mine sooner too. I wish that I had just taken that plunge and had that belief in myself when I was younger to start doing things like review books and feel like I've got a voice and didn't wait until I was older. And I'm very envious of the people that are doing it so young these days. Mm. Um, other than that, I wouldn't want to do anything differently in my life because everything I've been through and everything that has happened to me has taken me to where I am and it's why I am the way that I am. So I don't think anyone should ever really want to do anything mm. drastically different in their lives. Mm, the good and the bad it yes. all adds. Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you also have a quote to live by that you could share with us? You know? I, so I, I love quotes um, a lot and I have millions of them, but mm. I don't know if you know a poet, um, a 13th century um, Persian poet called uh, Rumi. One of his quotes I have just never Never, ever been able to forget and it's um, sh um every moment I shape my destiny with a chisel I am a carpenter of my own soul and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing mm. I want to work with books and so I'm going for it <laughs> yeah good well done I like that quote too thank you very much all right now so if we go back to the beginning <laughs> yes well, we won't go back to the very beginning, but if we look at the beginning of when you first started Boho Bookworm, well, yep. you mentioned that it started just as a more general, but when you yep. shifted that into a focus around books, what was it that you think really, you know, the key things that really helped you grow your community around that profile? So I think because I, I'm so passionate about it and there's such a huge community of people that are posting about books and stuff, you take some time to really leave them a like a thoughtful message, not some silly generic thing like nice shot or, you know, mm -hmm. you, you engage with them properly and you're like, wow, I love your opinions and this is why. And I just started really communicating and through that I made friends and through that I gained followers and through that I grew. If you want it to be what you want to do in life, then you need to communicate with other mm. people that are passionate about the same things as you. Mm. And it's interesting, you mentioned that your Instagram has a theme which includes your leg and yeah. your coffee <laughs> and, and the book. You know, how important do you think it is to have a theme on Instagram? So I was I was maybe at about like 3,000 followers um, and I started dating a guy in, in Cape Town, South Africa, who uh, he's, he's a videographer and a sound guy and so he's very, very good with cameras. He's a photographer and stuff. And he is the one that kind of said to me, why don't you just try a theme? And when I put a theme together that I, that I felt was more me and that I would be able to take photos of easily all the time, uh, I just blew up a lot more. Mm. Um, and I got a really great response. And it's also nice to 
you know, people know what they're going to get when they come to my page. Yeah. yeah. And that style and identity is really important on Instagram being such a visual, a visual platform. Yeah. So you've mentioned, you know, London, South Africa, and now obviously we're in Australia. So there are quite a few international chapters that Boho Bookworm has been through. So do, what do you think that's added to you know your experiences and your community you know when you're traveling you engage with people that you would never have met otherwise and when i tell them i have this book blog and all that kind of stuff they they absolutely love it and they're interested and it just adds so much culture to Mm. your page as well so i mean i spent some time in bali while i was waiting for my australian visa to come through so it kind of took a little bit of a different theme being extra rustic and summery while I was in Bali and you know when I was in Canada and England it became more wintry and yeah so it's really fun to play with when I go to different countries. Mm, mm. And so along the way what's been the biggest challenge for you in growing you know your profiles? It's a lot easier when you're single. <laughs> um, when now I have my partner he gets the shits with me if I uh, if I'm on my phone too much so you know, if I, and then, you know, when I'm at work, I obviously can't do it. So when we get home, we're watching TV or we're cuddling and we're doing our own thing. So it is a bit more difficult um, mm. to, like, take some time to do that. Other times he's actually, oh, do you want some help? And he always makes me my coffees, which is lovely. And he puts, like, little um, uh, animals in them too. So he's very <laughs> sweet. Oh, well, that is good. Yes. No, I've trained him well. <laughs> On the reverse side of the challenges, what is the thing that you love most about creating this content and communicating with your audience? I just love sharing the literary love. I I absolutely adore being able to share books that I've enjoyed with people. And when I get messages from people saying they've picked a book up on my recommendation and they've loved it, or they're buying a book because of my post, it feels so good. Mm. It's just, it's, it's why I do it. You know, you're talking about taking the time to really build genuine connections yep. and that those, you know, because often digital platforms can be seen as that disconnected sort of space. Mm-hmm. You know, how important and what do you think is a key factor in building those really genuine, authentic relationships? I, I really think that it's extremely important. I, I would rather have a few hundred followers and a few thousand followers that don't care. Um, I love it when I know that they're they're engaged with me and they talk to me and they tell me about their days and what books they're reading and they answer the questions I put on my on my Instagram posts and stuff and vice versa. I love like really taking the time to talk to so many of like my favorite Instagrammers and stuff and I think it's 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 fun it's great and I think it's one of the most important things Mm. if you want genuine people you know if you just want someone just to have another number do what you want but then I just don't think you deserve it (laughs) (laughs) well and what's the actual point of that yeah we talked about the importance of a theme with Mm -hmm. Instagram what has been your experience going on to YouTube and how you know is there a theme there how do you approach that content as far as growing an audience YouTube for me has been a lot harder. I've had YouTube for quite a number of years now, um, and it's very clicky. The uh, you know the community you get you get like the big booktubers, and then you get us little little ones, and it's extremely hard to get up there. Mm. Um, yeah, the clickiness is definitely what what is extremely difficult for a lot of us, mm. I think, and. 
you know, some of the big ones are just a bit goofy and you can tell that, you know, they, they have a lot of fun and they're great to watch, but some of us are so passionate about it and we just don't get that recognition. Mm. So I'd say that's, that's probably the hardest part about it. And what has your experience been then going into the podcasting? You mentioned you've got your co-host. How did you then take this concept, co-host, to fruition? So I think I was really lucky because I've got a bit of a following on Instagram already and so I just made another Instagram page for the podcast and my co-host creator we decided that we wanted to do a name with like books and wine so we were like choosing a name we were like okay what should it be should it be like words and wine or books and booze and we we're like books and booze it's perfect <laughs> so she created the logo which is beautiful and uh, we you know we've through my following we've kind of converted them over to the podcast and obviously with Facebook our friends and family are downloading the podcast and sharing it with their friends and it's it's been a lot easier than I thought it would be I mean it's only been alive for about a month and a bit and it's already got over a thousand downloads. Mm. What about the technical side of your podcast? Yeah. You know how has that been and how did you you know take your recordings to fruition? It, that has been really difficult. So I started just Googling like how to start a podcast, blah, 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 like what do you need? Uh, and the one thing that kept popping up was Audacity, the free um, recording app that you can get for, I think, any kind of laptop or computer. So I downloaded that, that was super quick and easy. And then I just went onto YouTube and I um, did like a tutorial, I watched some tutorials on how to do that. Um, it's all very basic. And then I just started using just the recording with some headphones um, to block out any other noise and um, yeah, recording that. But um, then I decided to go on to like Canon's website and ordered like an entire podcast kit, which has been sitting in its box for about a month now because I don't know how it works. <laughs> and, um, and I do the editing of um, our episodes. So normally what we do is we both record on Audacity and then she sends me her audio and I just like sync them together. But uh, we have just discovered, well, Kiara's just discovered that you can um, record a Skype call and um, she can record everything and it comes out in pristine quality, which means that we only have one sound to edit, which makes it a lot easier for me. Because mm. when you edit a podcast thing, it's really difficult because all you see is sound waves. And I find that really hard sometimes. Mm. Well, you've done very well, self-taught. And the Skype capacity to record is a new one, which is, well, relatively new, which is very exciting and yeah. creating a bit of a buzz. Fantastic. Well, you have been on a very exciting journey <laughs> and I love that you're trialling all the different mediums and making it work for you. Thank you. That's it's, a been, it's a great approach. Yeah, it's so, been so fun to explore. Yeah. Is, there, is one of them, is Instagram your favourite because that's the baby? Yeah. Yeah, I, I just connect well with, with Instagram. You know, I was interviewing Caroline Overington the other day, and the author of The Ones You Trust, uh, which is a Australian thriller book, and she said that she doesn't like Instagram, uh, she's not a visual person, and then that kind of made me realise that I am a visual person. So I like seeing beautiful photos of books and then reading what people have to say about it too but like when I see the visual side of it and people have taken an effort to take a good picture mm. and give the book justice like it deserves because I'm obsessed with books and they need mm. to look pretty yeah <laughs> um 
then uh, yeah, it just makes me very happy. So yeah, the visual side of things is a big thing for me. Mm, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. But in conclusion though, can you share with me your be the drop tip? And so that's your top tip to becoming a communicator of influence. Okay, that's uh, kind of what I said earlier about just really communicating with people that like the same things as you like if you're on Instagram you go and you post a photo of a book that you're busy reading um, you hashtag the name so right now I'm reading a car and slaughter book so you can hashtag car and slaughter and then you go and look at other people's hashtags that have recently posted about a car and slaughter book and then you communicate with them and you really talk to them you take the time to show them that you've read their post and I, I really think that that's what, what's helped me a lot, mm. is just take an hour or two or just as long as you can out of your day and just try and engage with your community. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss out on one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing, where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To contact me directly with any specific comments you have, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. <laughs>